carry in their win. Yo, what's good? It's your boy, Southview 706. We have Gift Queen at Is Troubles. This is the Dirty Bird Nation Report, the unofficial official podcast about Twitter. How y'all doing? Doing pretty good. Yes, we are all very happy and excited that our Falcons pulled off uh, another ugly victory against a division rival, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It wasn't pretty. We got it done. Now we are one win away from a playoff berth and two wins away from winning the division. So we got to regroup real quick and uh, get after it this Sunday against the New Orleans Aints. So, but yeah, I know Gip, we want to get for a little quick recap on the game this week. So what you got? Yeah, it was a, it was an ugly win. I know someone said, don't say that. Don't say it was an ugly win. A win is a win. But shut yeah, up. as long as wins attached to it, that's all that yeah. matters. Yeah, I can say ugly win, pretty win. I can say whatever the fuck I want to say. You know why? Ooh, because spicy. it's called freedom of speech. So suck it. Yeah, it was an ugly win, but it was a necessary win. So I am glad that we did win. However, I don't know how our offense didn't really capitalize against their defense as our defense players, defensive players were falling like flies. And they had their backups. I get their backups are competing for a starting spot and trying to show their stuff. But come on, look at our weapons. Matt overthrowing sometimes. Uh, people falling, Julio dropping balls. That was really depressing seeing that take place. Uh, our defense at the end, letting them get down the field, pissed me off a lot. But, you know, Matt yelling, get fucking set. <laughs> Made my fucking day. Made my whole year. That is my mood for 2018. That's probably my mood for life. If anyone has that on a t-shirt, I want the log- Falcons logo as the F and not the U. I saw that shit. I don't want that. Make me that t-shirt. Make me that sweatshirt. I will buy it. Make sure it's dope. But yeah, that's my quick recap. I mean, we won. Hopefully we're going to keep winning. I'm tired of these ugly wins, though. I have to say, I want at least one pretty win out this year. Maybe we can do it in the playoffs if we win one more game. So, yeah, yeah. that's all I got. Yeah, shout out to all, um, all the capitalists make these uh, get get epping set t-shirts. This is crazy. I'm sure the Falcons organization isn't the happiest with them using the logo like that, but hey, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're in a free market out here, but, guys. You can't stop you know, all of us. You know what? You know what? They, they can suck it, too, because I want oh, my bird game. I want my bird game sweatshirt. I don't care. I don't care. I've been with this goddamn team through thick and thin, through four 12 seasons, through weird quarterbacks, through ugly quarterbacks, through the fucking Super Bowl. I deserve deserve that goddamn bird gang shirt i'm a fucking team member i've been down for this goddamn team you know what i had to go through i called out of work the next day after the super bowl <laughs> i was in the bed all day give me my fucking bird gang sweatshirt well okay, you, calm now. yeah because you you be i'm not gonna lie you be kind of wild because i see you at the falcons all the time i feel that you're very you're teetering i'm getting blocked by the falcons like yeah, you, you're gonna get blocked sooner you, or might, need, you <laughs> might need to lay low hey, look, look. <laughs> Y- y'all block me. I'm going to come up to that stadium. Hey, the, the views of a, his uh, gift queen. I'm going to find my employers. <laughs> I'm going to find whoever runs social media and y'all going to unblock me. I'll hold everybody hostage. I'll shut that Chick fil A in there down. Block me if you want to. Try me if you want to. Punk. Yeah, I think, I think they actually showed the person who runs their social media. I didn't see their name. Who, who is it this time? Because I don't know who it is because they suck. Honest. I told them that. 
Oh, nah, they roasted. The new person. Stuck. They roasted somebody on Twitter the other day. I was like, oh lord, like they ain't hold no punches. But <laughs> yeah, my quick recap. I usually take notes during the game, so it's nothing crucial. But there's just a, a lot of ugly stuff. And like Gift said, we were hoping to get a pretty win. I hope I was hoping this was a game we could kind of, you know, make a bit of a statement. You know, put up thirty points. Yes. Defense looks yes. stout, and then carry that momentum into what seems to be a playoff berth. Like you want to put teams on notice. I don't want to fly under the radar too much. I want people to be like, oh shit, the Falcons are coming. Right now it's like, uh, the Falcons are kind of here. You know, we make mistakes, we get penalties, uh, we negate interceptions, we, you know, we're doing this fumbling thing, we're doing the missed tackling thing again. So that's oh. that's not a way to kind of get, that's not getting hot. You know what I'm saying? We're a little lukewarm right now. I want us to heat it up a bit. But the kind of things that I noticed was uh, the pressure was looking all right for a little while, but it kind of kind of went away. Uh, Ryan's rhythm looked pretty good early in the game. I like some of the play calling. Uh, to an extent, we'll get to that, though. Uh, so shout out to Justin Hardy for getting a touchdown on his birthday. I am very critical Yay. of Justin Hardy on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. And, again, I will be happy to be wrong. I like to see Justin Hardy <laughs> making plays. So, you know, keep it up. Maybe he's listening to this and hearing my uh, – mini slander on him, but whatever. But yeah, uh, early in the game, Matt Ryan was looking like the, the reigning MVP. Like he was really slaying the ball, making good decisions, looking very crisp. And that's, that's kind of what I'm going to see more of. I think the play calling at times leaves more to be desired. So, okay. Let's talk about the bullshit flag on Rico, right? Oh, fucking even bullshit. Even in real <laughs> even in real time, that looked like a clean hit. Like, just because his shoulder grazed across his face mask doesn't make it a targeting or any, uh, a legal hit. That was, an, right. that was an excellent tackle, which is, which is even worse because it led to a touchdown the next play. Regardless, you have to stop people, but that still led that, – that put points on the board because I'm like, okay, the whole time I'm watching that drive, like, well, our offense should be in the field right now. That's three and out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that was kind of kind of BS. But it is what it is. But that ties into the thing where we're going back to us, like, not tackling, right? So I know Deion Jones missed a crucial tackle, which back to Ricardo Allen led to him hitting somebody out of bounds, which they still count the penalty yardage on that. But, again, I understand he was down. But you still have to make that tackle, like, regardless. Um, Got to make the tackle. I think to play like devil's advocate or, like, to be on the Falcon side, you know, um, more so – they complained about that field. Like, I mean, we saw at the end of the game, the referee himself slipped. Like, oh, that, yeah, turf, yeah. that turf was not set. So I think I'm, – I'm not saying that every missed tackle was uh, blatantly because of the turf, but I think a lot of those big ones, I know um, – I'm trying to think who did they throw the ball to. I don't, it wasn't Mike Evans. I think it was like 84 maybe. I could be lying. OJ, but, OJ Howard. Yeah, it was, a, it was a throw to the tight end, and I think yeah. True was supposed to – no, excuse me, Keanu Neal was supposed to be there, and he slipped. And, uh, you know, yeah. so, I mean, I think a lot of, a lot of it, yeah, piss poor tackling, but a good chunk of it had to do with them being able to get their feet set. I mean, you know, and not to, not to take away from juke moves from our offense, but I'm like, you got to think Matt Ryan's out here juking people <laughs> that big tackle. Hey, you're to Matt you're Ryan. not going to disrespect white Vic out here with his, with his mad 94 jukes, man. The man no, 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 I, I love Matt, Vick, but let's, let's not act like, had that defender got his feet set right on that horrible turf that one have just ended that that move. I don't think that juke move would have happened with a nice turf. Like had that been in the dome, per se. 
And I kind of clown Keanu Neal when I was watching. Like, damn, dog, this is like week two where you slipped in a touchdown was caused. But yeah, it was it was pretty bad. I think I read that like after at halftime, Keanu Neal, or I think after that drive, he changed his cleats immediately because the field was terrible. And I don't know if the, I mean the weather looked pretty clear before the game. I'm not sure if it was raining or not, but yeah, that was that was terrible. Like that was yeah. unacceptable. It and was I bad. think I think also uh, on that one one touchdown pass that uh. Jameis threw where Cam Neal could have got a sack. It looked like he couldn't really get his feet together to actually finish the tackle, like finish the sack. Right. So yeah, it, it did definitely play play a factor into that. So yeah, yeah. So we still have to get better at tackling. That has been a bugaboo for us the entire season. Yeah. So uh, Freeman, this is the Ooh. Freeman that a lot of us want to see, man. And no shade, and I said this before, no shade to Tevin Coleman, but. When he's not in the game, that forces them, I feel, that forces Sark to use Freeman to his fullest potential. Freeman's out here, Freeman's out here catching passes. I was like, running backs catching passes for the Falcons. Wow, like this is crazy. And I even tweeted that last week, like, wow, why can't we use our running backs like the uh, Panthers use Christian McCaffrey? I'm like, they just make it look That's so easy. No, they use him horribly. I'm, I'm, I'm against CMC. Like, eventually mm. they're going to understand that they're throwing him out in the flat. They're giving, they're, they're leaving them out in the flat, or they're coming them off a jet sweep. Eventually, defenses are going to eat that up. Like we look at, look at the Cowboys. Perfect example with Zeke and uh, Dak Prescott. All it took was a year worth of tape, and you blocked their game. That's why you know Zeke is not performing to the ability that he he could his, his rookie year, and so is Dak. So eventually, especially within the NFC South, we see these see both. I mean, see these teams twice. You're going to get to the point where you know exactly how CMC lines up, what play they're running, because you got to remember, too, he has his own separate playbook. So eventually it's going to get snuffed out, and I think going into his, his sophomore uh, season and beyond, unless they fix it up, that, that run, running him out in the flat and that jet sweep will not work often. I think yeah. it's still catching a lot of people off, on their toes just because it's his rookie season. I meant to the point that, like, they actually throw him the ball. That's pretty much what I was getting to. Like, damn, like, I remember last year we threw our running backs the ball. The first year the Freeman got the full range of the offense. He caught – he had a, like, LaDamian Thompson-like season as far as catching and running. But, yeah, I think Zeke is overrated also. That's another story for another day. But, uh, oh, wow. yeah, I was seeing – like, I was watching that game with the Panthers, and I saw Christian McCaffrey line. I'm like, yep, it's definitely going to him. It's going to him. Like, sure enough, just how, like you said, the way he lines up is like, yeah, he's getting the ball. Like, who else you worry about on that offense? Maybe Funchess? Maybe. I can't name another receiver on that team. But, yeah, yeah, I, I just want to see a little more. But Freeman was going ham. He was running wild, uh, destroying oh, yeah. people, uh, taking people's souls, collecting bones, you know what I'm saying, like stealing people's lunch money. It was out of control. So Crazy. kudos to him. So, again, I, no no, no shade on Cone. It's like, you know, when he's not in there, you actually get the most out of your guys. So, yeah, that's pretty much all I got. I think we can play better. But a, a couple, again, like had we uh, – not had that BS uh, penalty that's seven points they don't score. So I don't think the score necessarily t- tells the whole story with this game. I think as long as we continue to win, which is the most important thing, and gradually improve in places, I think we'll be fine. But yeah, sometimes uh, I I, to me, to me personally, I think that the outcome. Well, of course, the win is a win, but I think the game went how I and I, like how I thought. I tweeted it out during the game. Now, I wasn't thinking that we will win the game by three points. I was thinking maybe more like seven to ten points. But coming off of eleven game break, although they practice, they're still not going full throttle. So you've been on eleven eleven game break. You're facing a team in which your star receiver just put two hundred fifty plus yards on them. And it's a divisional game. So I felt like, and, and also in my opinion, I call this a trap game. Like, and it's a road game too. 
Right. So I, I think a lot of things were stacked against the Falcons and it and it played to, you know, Quinn's mentality of like play to the whistle ends or, you know, basically give it your all. Like and I mean, you can look at it and say, oh, he missed the field goal. That's why you guys won or that's why you guys can go to the to OT. The game is going to be easy. I don't care if you would have walked in there and Tampa Bay is one in 15. There's still it's, it's still pride involved. It's still grown men involved. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, grown, grown prof- professionals, you know, that are involved. So I don't think any game was going to be a cakewalk. I think, like I said, I, I did think coming into it that we would we would have beat them, you know, by seven to ten points. But I think putting 24 points up on the road, um, coming off the conditions we co- we're, we're coming off of, it was great. And we left with virtually no injuries. I know Julio set out today, but, you know, it's, it's nothing, you know, Quinn is not saying anything in, in regards that he's not going to come out and play. So it's probably something just precautionary. But I think when, when I say a win is a win, we won on a lot of sides of the ball. Like, as you, like, as you both said, you know, they were dropping like flies on Tampa Bay side. Mm-hmm. We, took, we took no, ma- yeah. we took no major injuries. You know, we left out of there. We, we played our opponent. And now we have a chance not only to get into the playoffs on Sunday, but to knock, to knock uh, the Saints out of winning the champion, I mean, the NFC South champion, have a chance to win the NFC uh, South championship. So I think we're in a perfect position. You know, I know people went crazy online, but it's what I expected. This, this is exactly what I expected from that team to, uh, on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, y'all know I always go crazy after ugly wins and losses. Because I'm tired of seeing it. It's annoying at this point for me. I'm like, I know a win is a win, but I'm tired of seeing ugly wins. I'm tired of having heart attacks. I'm tired of pulling out my inhaler. I'm tired of falling to the floor <laughs> after. Yo, like, why like, to the floor? Yo, that's crazy. No, no. Like, when he, when he lined up for that kick and I saw he missed, I legit fell to the floor. I was like, oh, my God. Because if we – it was it triggered me to – the fucking Super Bowl hey, and how man, we had to go hey, into overtime. Hey, let's not talk about that. I did, it's a dude, it's a dude I did not want look, I did not want to go to overtime again because we see what a scam it is. <laughs> like overtime's a fucking scam. Then I need Tampa Bay to fix that turf because if you saw when people like fell and when they got tackled, how the turf would like come up out of the ground, like pieces would fly out of the ground. And I was like, what the fuck? But I didn't think anything of it until all Tampa Bay's players were getting injured. And I was like, okay, they need to fix that turf. And then I think refs across the board, and this is not just for us, this is for every fucking team out there, they need to be held accountable. Just like if players are going to get fined, I need refs to start getting fined for their bullshit calls. Because I'm tired of it. I'm tired of them having bullshit calls and not being held accountable for it. Not even just bullshit, just bad. Like now that you mentioned that, I was listening to the uh, Great Jarrett's weekly interview on 99 the game, and this fool said that at the end of his at the end of the game, his jersey was ripped in half from being held so much. And he's like, the referees just told him wow. to keep to shut up and keep playing. I'm like, bro, like that. I mean, you can rip your own jersey in half on defense. That means people are really tugging at you and pulling on you. So that's that's horse shit. Uh, there's no P.I. calls in Julio, who's the best receiver in the NFL. I can boldly say that. That's not even a bold statement. That's just facts. But Mike Evans gets those kind of calls. Like, come on, guys. Like, let's. What, what are we doing here? Are y'all not watching yeah. the same game we're watching? So I think they need to be held accountable. They need to be fined for their BS. Like, it has to happen. And seeing Mike Evans cry like a little bitch on the sideline was also that shit hilarious. That was so funny. I'm not going to lie. It was so all. funny. That, that, oh, that encompassed like all of the light, the light-skinnedness. Every light-skinned joke was just hey, right. Hey, just, hey, hey, man. You already know what it is, man. Hey, you already know what it what is. What the heck? Look. 
Look, if you choose to have kids, you find the darkest person you can find, so you can try to avoid that trap. But you know, it's, it's not my fault. It's in my it's in my gene pool. Hey, All right? again. What the hey, heck? Man. Come on now. Go uh go go sit in the sun a little bit. But yeah, oh. man, that it, it was it was kind of funny. But you know what? Before we get into the tweets, y'all y'all saw the Pro Bowl list, right, for the Falcons? Yeah. Oh, uh, did we only get two people in? Yeah. So yeah. shout shout out to the people that are kind of mad about that. I'm not gonna lie, the Pro Bowl was garbage. I put little to zero stocks to the Pro Bowl. First of all, the players don't even want to be at that game. They don't even want to play the exactly. game. The game is hot trash. Like it's not even Hawaii no more. It's not like Orlando. Why? Why would I want to spend my free time in Orlando? You know what I'm saying? At least Hawaii, it's a nice trip. You know, bring the fam out there. But Orlando, like, it's like, nah, we're not doing that. Also, it's like the Pro Bowl is a glorified popularity contest. Like, let's let's be real. We know not all the best players get selected to the Pro Bowl. The thing that I look at and that you should look at, y'all uneducated people that don't know anything, look for the all-pro list. That's where you're going to see your players at. The Pro Bowl is like, eh, cool, whatever. That's that's cute, but it's not really the end-all, be-all for me. It shouldn't be for you either, because we know we have great players. Like Grady Jarrett, for what it's worth, it's just he's not a big name. He should be a quote-unquote Pro Bowler. He is an excellent defensive tackle. You'd be hard-pressed to find too many more better lead to him, especially at his, at his draft position, his value. He is a steal. He is a... We, we, we really lucked out with that pick. So, shout out to the guys that did make the Pro Bowl, Julio, Snow, Brainer, and uh, Alex Mack. So, shout out to those guys. Hopefully, we're in the position where they won't be able to play in the Pro Bowl. So, that's the uh, ultimate goal. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So, let's get to these tweets because this is, this is my favorite part of the podcast. <laughs> so, we will start off with the legend, Kevin Brown at PlayKB. So, he was, he was in the Christmas spirit for the game uh, on Monday night. He said, I quote, you know I'm in the Christmas spirit, so now I'll be nice to Matt Ryan, no matter how many dumbass mistakes this Cuba Gooden Jr. radio ass makes. I'm like, bro, why you had to do that to that man? Like, that's a call for wow. radio. Wow. Right. The man is the reigning wow. MVP. Where, where does that where does that time of radio, KB? I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that Matt Ryan may be the most disrespected quarterback, well, MVP winning quarterback via his fan base and outside of his fan base. Um, I think, yeah, I think he goes down in history, like as a number one. Yeah. I, yeah. The thing is, I don't understand where that comes from. I don't know if it's the, the people that are still obsessed with Vic who just look at him for all the flashy stuff. But as far as like accolades actually accomplishing anything, I said this before, he cannot hold his jock strap to Matt Ryan. It's not even close. It's not, even, not even the same stratosphere as Matt Ryan. But, right. But people, again, and this is a podcast I'm going to do. I think I already said this later, but I want to, you know, predict what our team would look like without Matt Ryan. And then let's see how happy y'all guys are. Do y'all really want Matt Schaub out there? No. Do y'all really want to see that? As good as Julio is, as good as Devontae Freeman is, as good as the rest of our team is, that's uh, that's not what y'all want. Tr- trust me on that. So the very next tweet that Player KB put out was – Oh gosh, two from that. <laughs> he said, "Matt Ryan out there slinging that pill." LOL. So I, you know, he's feeling nice. He's doing, you know, playing nice with him. So he's uh, holding it down. Uh, BH hashtag find me later at I am Brian Hudson said, "Start calling some boneheaded plays." Yeah. So I'm not gonna say that his play calling was boneheaded. There, there was a couple. Like there was a third and two where he ran a bootleg to the left. And the attendant target looked like it was snooing out. I actually think Austin Hooper messed that route up because he actually was like downfield blocking 
in kind of the vicinity of Sanu. So I don't know if Matt Ryan can make that throw over him, around him. So I kind of get the idea, but I'm never a big fan of making a bootleg to the left with a right-handed quarterback, especially on third and two. Like the way Freeman was running on third and two, why not just let him yeah. run the ball like that? So I get it. I think the Sark, the Sark thing with me, like as the season's progressing, I mean, I think I was never on Team Fire Sark. I was more like give him a chance or give him like a mentor type thing. But I mean, if you actually watch the game, because we have to think too, a lot of people are so focused on Twitter that they're not actually looking at the game. So if you look at the game, um, especially in those opening drives, I know for the last two games, they've been running that up-tempo, no-huddle offense. Um, And I think that's more so Matt Ryan setting those plays than it is Sark. But once Sark, once you, once you can tell they get into Sark's playbook, I think my only issue with him is that he's like focused on one play. Like if it works one time, he's going to just continue to go back. So we saw so many tosses to Freeman during that game. Finally, one broke out to a touchdown. Great. But think about how many times we saw the ball being tossed and then, also, his, his other big thing, because he is a college coach, and it's nothing wrong with it. I love, I love the usage of the tight end, but we go to our tight ends too much. We have too many weapons as wide receivers in the slot that can get, can get down the field to just have Matt Ryan check it down to Austin Hooper or, Lord forbid, Toy Lolo. Like, I just think Sark has to just entrust in his wide receivers. And I think that's more so of him coming out of a college game where college, you use – you use that um, that tight end, you're running back a, a ton, um, you know, and if you have those shots, you hit your wide receivers where we come from in the NFL realm. It's like if my star receiver, you know, is, is over six feet and this monster that can run this for, I mean, the, the 40 as fast as Julio can, I'm just going to throw the ball. He's going to go get it. You know, unfortunately, this year he hasn't been as reliable, but I still I still trust in Julio. And I think. I think getting into the playoffs will Sarko probably finally open up that book or or my guess is Matt Ryan will take taking charge and hopefully we'll have a, a ring. Yeah, that's what it looked like a little bit. Like he looked like he was really trying to win this game. So a couple points it seemed like it was gonna kinda flip to the other side. But yeah, with with the toss sweep, I tweeted out like, you know, the whole Oprah gift, like, oh, you get a toss sweep, you get a toss sweep, you get a toss sweep, you get a toss sweep. It's like, bro, like how many of these are we gonna run? I get it. And sometimes I feel like maybe he listens to the fans a little too much. Like there's some points where like, hey, just run the ball, run the ball. And then you just like keep doing the same play over and over and over again. And again, some people say, oh, you know, that's that's a genius move because you can see it in the booth that it was working and that he knew it was going to break out. I get it. But I mean, there's other other plays you can run. But, you know, you got it done. I'm not complaining, but that. That's not that's not going to be the answer. You have to be able to dig into your bag a little bit more, or even maybe set something off of that. Maybe show a sweep and do a, a boot the other way, or do something. You know what I'm saying? Set it up for something different. Right. Yeah, and like people said, they're like, "Shit, well maybe he's saving a whole bag of plays just for the playoffs." Maybe that's true. Maybe he is a genius, and he's going to save all his good plays for the playoffs. That way, you know, nobody stops us. You know, before then, but I forgot to say this at the beginning. But no, run, run, pass, run, run, fucking pass. Like, <laughs> can we, can we stop? I mean, someone put a beat to that and just make a song. So every time he does it, we just fucking play that song in the stadium. That that that's gotta stop. Run, run, pass. It just it doesn't work, dude. Yeah. So one particular tweet that I didn't really care for uh, from Uh-oh. Caleb Rutherford at Falcoholic Zippo. 
So this guy said the Falcons had the fewest offensive drives for a reason. The defense is not as good as the stats would have you believe, just like the 2012. And shout out to my boy, my BFF, Loki Confucius, who jumped to this message and said, <laughs> um. yeah. He said, yeah, it's not like it's not all about the three now we have. Not at all. I'm like, you know what? You have a point. You have a very good point. Because I'm like, when I saw that tweet, I'm like, don't fix your thumbs to tweet out that our defense isn't good. Like, do you not remember the Detroit game, the Chicago game, shit, this game? Minnesota, if we'd have scored a touchdown, like you're not gonna sit here and slander the defense like they haven't been holding it down or like they're not top ten. Like they're playing like a great defense. Like I'm not saying they're yeah, Jackson, both our like, offense and defense are top ten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but to stick with the defense, like he he kinda kinda took a jab at the defense, like they're not, you know, doing their fair share. They've been doing their share and more. Like I said, they've been paying their half the rent. It's been a lot of times where the offense hasn't, you know, pulled their weight. So to say yeah. that I, I, I kind of question that maybe again. Most of these guys, you know, they're deep into the analytics and to the matrix. Like, oh yeah, well, these adjusted numbers and ma- matrices. I'm like, well, cool. But like you just said, a lot of these people, I'm not saying you do or don't. A lot of these people don't actually watch the game. The eye test tells me this is the best Falcons defense I've seen in a long time. But yeah, very long time. Y- you <laughs> MFers are disrespectful as hell. Have, have y'all not seen last year, the year before, the year before that, the year before that? I can keep going. That defense was freaking garbage. Paul, this Paul defense is, was our uh, starting linebacker. That's all I'm going to say about the defense. Yes, and a uh, good old <laughs> Jaffalo Bartu. I remember those days. Oh, yeah. And, and who, who, what's that dude? Um, um, White. Croy. Oh, wow. Croy oh, Beerman. Croy, Croy, I, I, Croy I was trying to think. Yeah, I was trying to think Corey of the Real House, Housewives of Atlanta because you know he's he's married to that lady, so I was like, don't white be, don't person. be targeted to the party. Yeah. Yes, him, freaking garbage, and we kept him around <laughs> forever. Yo, yo, he was our pass rusher. That's the joke. He was our pass Dog. rusher. He, he was he garbage. Made, he made some plays, you know. He made a couple plays here and there, you know. Shot the crew. Yeah, like two. Damn. Dog, he he needed to go a long time ago. Like, do y'all not remember that? And this defense has been like the fucking best in like five years. Stop being so goddamn disrespectful. Have y'all just started watching the Falcons? Like, what the fuck? I yes. just followed y'all yes. this year. Y'all must have been just watching yes. the team because I know y'all weren't riding with me 2012, 2013, 2014. That BS defense. Stop disrespecting this defense. I don't know. And the thing is that I see with Falcons Twitter too, like, I don't know, but that's why with this podcast, if, you know, y'all are new to this, we don't really try to go too deep into the analytics. I feel like a lot of people try to make that a thing like, oh, well, X, Y, and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, he missed his chop block, so I didn't allow the guard to pull. Like, That's cool. Like, we could do that, but you're going to see that 100 times on Twitter anyways. But I feel sometimes people say stuff just to kind of make it a thing, to, you know, give them material to write about. I don't know. It's That, that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I didn't really... I wasn't really feeling that sweet. But 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 sticking with the defense though. Uh with the uh with the defense and these penalties, right? So as of right now, we have had six interceptions been negated by penalties this year. So so think about that. Some of them might be kind of questionable. I think the one Grady Jarrett uh, hitting Cutler late was kind of a, a bang boom play, but yeah, six picks, man. That's 
that's crazy. That's, imagine how, how these games change if we get these picks. It's like, say, with uh, Miami with Cutler. That drive they score points on. You know what I'm saying? Right. A, a lot of those drives, these guys end up scoring points on. So there's usually a penalty attached to it when they get this uh, – when they get the uh, when we get the interception, so it kind of extends the drive and pushes them downfield. But man, we really got to clean that up because I know you know we're trying to be all about the ball and you know want to be fast and physical. Well, we get the ball. We just got to make sure the guys around us are doing what we need to do to actually keep the ball when we get it. So I know a low key he said it was about five. I'm like, uh, five sounds about right. I couldn't count them all in my head, but I'm like, uh, good. That's pretty close. That's pretty close. So, but yeah, the last two tweets I'm gonna read is going to be. The, at the Atlanta Falcons, and this is what I was talking about, the savagery that whoever runs their Twitter was uh, working with. So at the end of the game, they tweeted, see ya, peace sign, hashtag eat free. And some clown, oh, you know what? We have to talk about this. Some clown whose hashtag is we want Rudin at Bucks Four Days said, <laughs> he said, hey, did that peace emoji stand for how many fumbles Devontae had last night? And the Falcons swiftly replied. No, it just stands for how many times we beat Tampa Bay this season. Got out of Ooh. Dodge. I'm like, mm, oh. mm, mm. <laughs> well, he mm, really let him have it right there. So, yeah, and guys, if you're going to go on Twitter trying to troll, you better be about that life because some of these dudes got some twi- quick Twitter fingers. So, shout out to the Falcons for letting that fan have it for trying to be a clown. And he should have let him have it more for his hashtag being we want Gruden. I am sick and tired of this John Gruden nonsense. This dude hasn't coached a football game in almost like, what, 20 years, something like that? Every single year, oh, we're going to call John Gruden. Let's bring in John Gruden. Oh, Chucky's going to write the ship. Chucky don't want to leave that booth. Chucky is getting paid millions of dollars to watch football, essentially, and do his QB cast. There is no way in hell he wants to go back to 23-hour days, staying up late, not seeing his family for what? He already has a ring. He's already rich as hell. Like, Why would you want to put yourself through all that stress? And let's keep it a buck, guys. Let's keep it a buck. Let's keep it 100. We, we keep it real with Derek Bernation report. He's not a great coach. He's not hey, a great coach. He is not a great coach. <laughs> he, we all know he won a Super Bowl with Tony Dungy's team. And what did he exactly. do after that? What did he do after that? Y'all let me know. Get fired. How did he do with the Raiders? <laughs> exactly. And somebody and they mentioned that in the broadcast. I thought it was kind of funny. I was like, damn, dog. Like, <laughs> Try to say it like that, like you could have said, you know, he exited. It's like, no, well, he was fired. I'm like, damn, bro, he's standing right there, dog. Like, <laughs> but yeah, y'all are clowns. He's the clown. I don't know. I, I had the th- thing on mute when he did his little speech, but I, I don't think, from what I saw on Twitter, I don't think he thanked Tony Dungy at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, man, appreciate you leaving me a full cupboard when you came here, leaving me this all time great defense. You know what I'm saying? So, and again, I'm not going to take anything away why I am, but I'm not going to take. Too much weight. He still had to coach the team, but bro, you act like you built that roster. You act like you put all those people together. Like that shit was gift wrapped to you, bro. So don't nah. He he knows what it is. He knows he knows why he has to come back. So let's let's go ahead and dead on that group and come back bullshit. So so that's the last tweet I'm gonna read. So right now with the Falcons, as the playoff stands, we have in the NFC we have the Eagles, Vikings, Rams, Saints, Panthers, and Falcons. So it's again I've said this for years. The NFC South is the most competitive division of football. And as of right now, we got three teams, you know, in the thick of things. So it should be a very interesting playoffs. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm just going to write off the Eagles. I might be wrong, but I don't think they go too far with Nick Foles. I think we can handle the Vikings because we should have handled them in the first place. The Rams will be interesting because they're going to want some payback. We beat they ass last year. So 
if we play those teams. And Saints and Panthers, you already know what it is. That's going to be, you know, not heavyweight bouts. So I think it'll be a very interesting uh, playoff picture. So hopefully we can win the division and get that home game because I will definitely uh, be in the building for a playoff game if that happens. So it'll be a very interesting uh, slate of games coming down the stretch. So, yeah. yeah. So those are the tweets we got this week. Shout out to y'all for being ridiculous, as usual, in the Twitter sphere. <laughs> so I know I was talking to Gift Queen, and I had a couple of I had a couple of things I want to talk about. So I, I had some hot takes. All right. Okay. Devontae Freeman. Devontae Freeman, you were like Conan the Barbarian out there. You're, you're chopping people's heads off. You know, you're ripping their guts out. You're eating their children and whatnot. But I think I'm starting to understand why he doesn't get 20 plus carries a game. It's triples mentioned the way he runs, like he is, it, it, it seems like he's trying to give himself concussion every single yes. play. Yes, I've never thought I would say this, but he runs too hard. Yeah, yeah. And, and that I don't know if that's something that he can adjust or something that you can teach, but hmm. I know I saw one play he actually ducked down to avoid a big hit, which is cool. Maybe he should try that a little more, like because he is literally going to shorten his career by his his running style, which you don't want to tell a guy because we saw he ran over who Chris Conti. Oh my god! Like yo, he ran over T.J. Ward. Like again, I know you want to take it to the defenders, but you have to understand that this this game, the NFL, it's not it's it's. You know, usually things like you say, hey, you know, this this is a marathon. The NFL is a sprint, bro. Like, you only got so many of them hits left in your body to deliver to people like that. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So I think that's something that he and, and the, the staff should evaluate about his game. I think that's maybe the reason why they kind of, you know, we yell at the TV. I know I yell at the TV, yell, run, give Freeman the ball, give Freeman the ball. Well, Freeman Freeman's trying to give, give 100% every play, which I love, but it's a double-edged sword in the sense that he could definitely – you know, injure himself. So uh, that that's kind of why now I'm thinking, like, you know what? Maybe they're smart splitting carries with uh, Coleman. So uh, also, well, I, oh no, go ahead. Oh god, no, I was just gonna say, like, I'm just thinking about it now. It could be like a pride thing or a mental thing with him because not saying like, I mean, Freeman's always run hard, but this year, and especially I guess because we got to see like he was our feature back for this Tampa Bay game, so we had to see it more often. He just, I mean, like, the intensity that he had was just something different. And so I'm, like, thinking, like, well, why would he do that? And a lot of people, although it's a lot of things that led to the ultimate thing that happened back in February, I won't mention, but one of those plays were was that he gave up that block um, that ultimately led to Matt Ryan taking a sack and put, putting us out of field goal range. But um, I think possibly he's probably on it where it's like, okay, you know, it was my fuck up. It was one of my mistakes. Let me get us back there. Like, let me get us back and let me prove my worth. So that could be what's going through his head when he's playing with this intensity. And like I said, it's 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 not an issue that he's playing hard. I would I love to see, you know, our players playing hard. But when you're playing hard to the point where when somebody tackles you, I'm thinking like, damn, is he going to get up? Like, then it gets, it, it's a little bit nervous. And, you know, I, I'd rather see him do, you know, the little footwork with his, with his cutting back and forth and, you know, getting to um, the end zone. So we shall see how this plays out, you know, moving forward to the Saints and then the Panthers in week 17. Yeah, so I, I don't need him getting a concussion. So another one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought he had one on one play. He got up kind of slow. But tying in with that hot take, I think, and I was talking to a guy about this today, 
I think that I don't think we should resign Tevin Coleman. Okay. The reason being is that Tevin Coleman is going to command top dollar. So we just paid Freeman. He, we'd have to pay him. We're probably going to play Poe. We have Beasley coming up. We have pretty much the entire defense, Campbell, Deion Jones at some point, uh, Keanu Neal. I think some news deal is up this year too. So my thing is I say that we don't let him walk. I say that we trade him to the San Francisco 49ers. Send him, send him to old uh, Shanny, you know, let him use him. And maybe we could finesse a, uh, you know, maybe a second or third round, maybe a fourth round pick out of it, something like that, because they probably could use him. He knows the system. I say that's better than letting him walk for nothing. And, again, it's no slight on him. It's actually, you know, to his his skill set, because we I don't think we can afford to have two top paid running backs in the same backfield. That's just, that's just not smart. Like, if you look at the teams like New England, like, we want to have – we want to be like we are now. Like we've been in the, the thick of things the last two years. We've had three straight winning seasons. So the thing is like with the Patriots, they they find a way to take players, I'm not saying he's on a decline, but they they get they get assets. They turn players into picks. Like this would be the prime time to get a third round or second round pick for Coleman because he he's playing great and he has versatility. He has speed, speed kills. So I could see, I think we should maybe do something like that, especially if he's not gonna want to take a discount to stay with the team. So, and shout out to the people that wanted Terrence Ward cut a couple of weeks ago when he fumbled, but he he's a competent backup. And shout out to Gift Queen was mad. Like, oh, uh, Brian Hill. I'm like, well, you see why Brian Hill didn't make the team because Terrence Ward is a good backup. And even if you don't like a guy like Ward, you could find another guy to spell Freeman when he needs to take a break. They can get it done. I prefer another guy that's, you know, different style because they're kind of the same style running back. But, I mean, they're still getting it done. So I don't think it's ne- it's necessary to pay Coleman the money that he deserves when we could you know use a guy like Terrell Ward as a backup and then maybe utilize our other weapons or whatnot. So what do y'all think about that? Uh, I hey I liked him. There's something about him that I liked that I wanted to keep. Ward he is good. He's very good. He did great in this last game. Um, Colt. Look, I don't want to see Coleman leave. Honestly, last year I wouldn't, I wasn't surprised if he did leave and go with um, that bitch ass in San Francisco because he loves him. But I mean, I don't, I don't want to see him leave. But if we do have to cut him, because if he does demand money, then yeah, we're gonna have to cut him because we're not gonna be able to afford him if he doesn't. Which I hope he's not demanding too much. You know, then I want, I would like for him to stay because him and Freeman, they're a great, you know, tandem duo. But if he has to leave and we trade him, can we trade him to anywhere but San Francisco or the Patriots <laughs> or who else don't I like? The Saints or the Cowboys? Okay, that's it. Um, I think for me, like, it was, I think, I think it was you that actually tweeted, like, could, Tevin Coleman be a number one back or something mm-hmm. like um, I think San Francisco is the perfect place for him I think he fits well with uh-huh. Kyle Shanahan's uh, offense uh-huh. um, I I think another Falcon is going to join him um, next season uh-huh. that'd be Taylor Gabriel aka Turbo um, oh I think me. I think with just Sark's uh, like I guess Sark's playbook is not designed for um, Turbo and just with the way Turbo is playing, 
Um, we, we keep trying to do that little jet sweep or the quick screen and let them get behind two big blockers. And it's kind of like, it goes back to kind of what I said about CMC, like how eventually all I have to do is watch defense. I mean, watch film on you and I know how they use you. So I think just him moving on, I think, um, with him, like liking a few tweets that people have been sending out about yeah, him leaving the Falcons. Yeah. Um, I think it's on his radar. Um, I don't think it's any animosity towards the Falcons like organization, but as far as for him to grow in his career. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Coleman and Turbo gone after this season, but I don't think it would be like a split where the Falcons didn't see them useful. But again, breaking down that money situation, we have a lot more valuable people um, to this team that needs to get signed, that need to be signed. So um, I would hate to see Coleman go up. I hate to see Turbo go, but if it's going to lock my defense down, Adios. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Be replaced. That's yeah, sorry. but I, like, wh- why is Turbo not getting an, as many touches? Like, I don't, I don't know what I think that's doing. just Sark's playbook. That's Sark's playbook, and I mean, he's like what? He's five nine, five ten, so he's a very small back. Um, my, Matt Ryan is clearly comfortable with throwing to bigger backs, taller backs. So when he is getting those looks that are down the field. He's getting overthrown. You know, it, it comes down to accuracy as far as like Matt Ryan at that point. But I mean, out- well, it, it comes down more to physics, though. Like it's a person that is six two, six three, with whatever six eight wingspan. Like that's that's the odds are going to be in your favor as a quarterback throwing that direction. I remember last year, and, and even when I played Madden, I hate playing with short quarterbacks or short wide receivers. Even last year, like against Kansas City, I know Matt Ryan threw a ball to Taylor Gabriel that the one that Eric Berry ran back for pick six, like like Berry just reached over the top of him and took the ball from him because he's he has no no way to kind of block people out. You know what I'm saying? He can't really, you know, post people up. Like he's like, yo, I see the ball coming. I know you could probably catch it, but I'm bigger than you. I'm just gonna take it from you. You can't do right. that to Sanu. You can't do that to Julio. And that's that's why it's like, hey man, I, that's cool. I understand you work hard, but my personal preference is the bigger wide receiver. And that's and that's what he- you get. If you think about it, if you go back to, you know, the 2016, that Super Bowl, that Super Bowl bound team, like we used Turbo in the, in the same play. Like he didn't really get that many looks as far as plays. It was a short screen behind the two bigger backs or the blockers. And we get him down. You know, we, he, we let his speed speak for itself and he gets he gets himself to the end zone. But it was never really huge plays drawn up solely for Turbo that was shots down the field. So. I just think at this point, the game's been snuffed out. Defenses can pick up on it. And, you know, we've, we've seen the production that we're getting out of here. It's not saying that he's not trying, but what we have for him, how he can be useful in our offense, is just not working for us. Mm. That, that is the thing. So sticking with those hot takes, this, this one ties into my last hot take. It's not even a hot take. I'm going to call myself a South, South Breeze Domus because I told y'all, I actually, this is the first time I watched Garofalo play this weekend against the, the Titans. So I told y'all that my theory with that game that happened last year that we don't like to talk about, there was a point in the press conference or during the, the media run or whatever that Shanahan lost the playbook. Again, he lost the playbook mysteriously for a little while and it re-showed back up. Fast forward, Shanahan's the head coach of 49ers and he gets a trade for Garoppolo. All of a sudden, Garoppolo looks like he's been with these receivers for his entire life. Like, how does he? Uh, how is he so familiar with the playbook? How's he? Uh, how's he know this so well? How does he look so crisp? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm telling Rick. you, man. Hey, I'm telling you, you know. 
Rigged. I wish I could play some uh, X Files music behind this, but yeah, it's like, yo, bro, like you know, maybe, maybe there's some things going on. Like, hey, man, you know, you do this for me, I'm gonna do something for you later on. And shout out to dude on Twitter. Uh, damn, his name is Joe. I talked to to say uh, he's a 49ers fan. We we chopped him up a little bit. I like to get different perspectives on different people's teams, especially since you know we had Shanahan. Uh, it's uh-huh. it's interesting to talk to him about that. But he was he really got in the fan mode big time as far as talking about the team. And uh he he said that he is boldly predicting that the 49ers, drum roll please, are going to be a playoff team next year. Uh, yeah. Surprisingly, I can actually see it. Well, and I I thought about it and I told him that I was gonna reserve my judgment for Garoppolo and Shanahan until I see a full season with them. Because, like, he's 3-0 and with Garoppolo. So, it's like, oh, you know, if you had him the whole time, well, they won that game from, like, what, five field goals? So, it's not like they were, you know, scoring touchdowns left and right, you know what I'm saying? But I get it. But I want to see a full season. And what I was trying to tell him is that teams are going to have film on you. They're going to have film on Garoppolo more than what they have now. So, it's not going to be like, oh, this is new. Like, all right, we got tape. We know what y'all's offense is like. We know what y'all like to run. So, uh, I will judge him fairly next year, and y'all can all go to my page at Southbury706 and check my pinned tweet, which I am going to pull up now, which I, I even told him when I messaged him, like, yo, I might have to eat some crow maybe next year. My pinned tweet is for the record. I posted this before the Super Bowl. I said, for the record, I don't think Shanahan will make a good head coach. And that's still to be decided because they've only won three games out of 16. So just because you have a quarterback making passes doesn't necessarily mean your team is great or you have a good coach. That just means you're going on offense. So I will reserve my judgment for next year on that situation. So, okay. I mean, but even even with that, what he was saying about the playoffs, so I mean, like I just read out earlier what the playoff standings are right now. All right. In the NFC, you have the Eagles, which I don't see Carson Wentz taking a step back because he took a huge leap his second year. 49ers are better than the Eagles? Yes or no? No. No. Okay. Vikings. I don't know what their quarterback situation will look like next year, but their defense is pretty legit. And then they're surprisingly, I I didn't realize they were eleven to three. Uh, they gonna be better than the Eagles? No. I'm sorry, the Vikings. I'm tripping. No. No. Well, still okay. Got let's, let's go to the Rams. All right, the Rams had a, a huge breakout season. Your boy Jared Goff is looking like a great quarterback after looking like hot trash last year. With Todd Gurley, I don't know what Sammy Watkins is doing, but if they get some more weapons, are they better than the Rams? Nope. Okay. No. <laughs> well, you know what? You got the Saints and the Panthers, so uh, we don't know what's going on with the Saints. But Drew Brees seems to be on maybe a decline a little bit. But, yeah, uh, you might be right. They might slide in as a wild card next year, possibly. No, I think – I mean, let's look, let's look at um, Shanahan's first season with – Falcons, very poor mm-hmm. season. That's, we got that's some, a little, that's we got a little some bit different, though. That's a little bit we different, some, though. But, I mean, but you also have to see he's about to go into an offseason where he's definitely going to have a lot of say-so in who he's grabbing via trades, via um, the draft. He's going to now legit build a team because he washed house with everybody. You know, San Francisco cleaned house with every single body that you knew that was a San Francisco 49er last year, except maybe I think it was – I don't want to say a number because I don't want to be wrong, but it wasn't that many players um, on the roster that was on the roster from the year before. So I think just him going to get his personnel and 
as much as I hate the guy, you can't take away his offensive mindset. Like, if he can build a defense and, and, and have a, a decent a decent defense, he can do big things. So I'm I'm going to say it early unless something happens where he loses his quarterback or something like that. But I see San Francisco sneaking in with a wild card next year. Okay. I mean – Again, I get it, but we're still we're still talking about a three and ten team right now. So that's 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 all I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? They they can score points, but again, you have to be able to stop people also. And again, had they not been playing Marcus, Mary, Oda, whatever they call him, I think that game goes a bit different because he's not he's overrated also. So but that's uh I think that's all I got, man. I, I think I got my little hot takes off. Um, I guess we can shout out some folks uh, to close the podcast out, you know. Shout out to the dude who's looking for the podcast for his long drive. We appreciate y'all checking us out. So oh, I'll, yeah. let Gif, I'll, I'll let Gif start off with the shout outs. All right. I got a shout out. There's a lot of people. So I tweeted out, does anyone have a signature Falcons drink? And the replies had me literally crying, laughing. So, Holly Jolly Season tweeted Bleach. <laughs> Bleach has become a popular uh, choice for a lot of football fans. Um, who's a smart guy, Jim and I, tweeted Everclear. Uh, some Eagles fan tweeted 28 ounces of soda and 3 ounces of rum. And I actually wasn't mad, but I said it needs to be the opposite. It needs to be 28 ounces of rum and three ounces of soda. Um, let's see. Who else we got? Oh, ARS1. He has a G5 classified secret recipe called the Falcon's Punch, and he won't share it. So someone jump him and get the recipe because I really want it. Um, I don't know this guy's name. Lee Thomas something said liquid disappointment. Royal Kicks Band said tears. And <laughs> um, our very emotional friend from Mississippi, Chance 2K11, said gasoline. So shout out to y'all. Y'all are fucking crazy. And y'all had me dying laughing. Yeah. For me, shout out to the usual suspect. Shout out to. Uh... Marcus Sniffles, the biggest Falcons hater. Y'all follow him at Marcus underscore oh, Sniffles. Yes. Oh, He's a Colts fan, so I don't know. To be a Colts fan, he talks a lot about the damn Falcons. So yeah, yeah, I think it's because he he has nothing better to do because his quarterback hasn't seen the field in like two years, so he probably will never be a Colt again. Another <laughs> another another overrated player. I need to do my overrated players list. Uh, shout out to Canadian Bay. I try every day to channel my inner Canadian Bay as far as with my uh, eating habits, but I don't know how she does it. Like. Not a lot. I made some bomb ass French toast this morning. I'm like, damn, dog. Will Canadian Bay eat this right now? I'm oh. Like, damn. Like, this is terrible. So, I'm trying to get better. You know, summertime's coming. You know, I got to get my my uh my, my bikini body ready. You know what I'm saying? You know, you got to put in the work in the winter time so you can grind in the summer. So, shout out oh, to yeah. her. Uh, shout out to Player KB for being ridiculous as usual. Um, Fuck him. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um. Shout out to uh damn the homeboy Jamel. He was on the podcast a while ago. Uh anybody's interactive, man. Y'all can at me whenever at South Presento says, Oh no, uh your homie Brian, he's very interactive on the uh Oh yeah. Yeah, shout out to you. 
So maybe you can come on one day. And anybody that out there that's an intelligence, uh, reasonable, logical Falcons fan, we salute you. So we appreciate y'all. Uh, Tribbles, you got any shout outs? Um, oh, shout out to Wonder J. So um, she's a Falcons fan. I think her birthday was just a couple of days ago. So, oh, yeah. Um, she's, also, she's also a Howard alum. So I definitely want to take my platform and tell her a happy belated birthday. Um, and everyone tweet her happy belated birthday because I think her birthday was Saturday, if I'm not mistaken, or Sunday, something like that. Well, yep. ha- happy belated birthday from the Dirt Burn Nation Report. So, and if anybody, oh, my bad, you got some more? Oh, shout out to everybody that graduated. You know, y'all doing big things. Miss Purdy, she's going to be a doctor. So oh, yeah, shout graduated. out to you. Yeah, everybody, anybody else that graduated, shout out to y'all, you know doing big things yeah i don't appreciate her trying to clown me about my uh my mishaps with me playing paintball so uh miss purdy's crazy oh and shout out to miss purdy and josh only what is this shit shit? only one jj22 yo you know what (laughs) you know what the podcast will continue for another couple minutes because i I need to go find those screenshots because that they were going back and forth that night. Yeah. Oh my god, did, that shit was hilarious. The did they delete those tweets? Because I, I, I made sure. I don't I think they them. ever delete them. I think because I don't even know what they were talking about. There, she said something about he messes with strippers. He's dating a oh, giant. No, 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 no. I got no. I got, I got it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got, I got oh, the tweets. That, that shit was, was out of control. <laughs> So what's like the what's the background? Because I'm again I'm I'm a newbie in, in Falcon Twitter, you know, deep in the matrix. So just, what what is the background there. then? You know, I I'm not in Falcon's Twitter. I just sit there. <laughs> oh okay. my god, if you are. So oh, she 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 said the whole timeline knows Josh. Number one, <laughs> thanks a Giants fan. Number two, eats ass. Number three, <laughs> sucks on toes. Number four, is country as fuck. Number five. And has sex with strippers. <laughs> I was like, those are some wow. pretty strong allegations. My That's G, a complex like, yeah. I'm like, so the, the Giants fan <laughs> thing kind of like, yo, like, okay, how you sandwich that between eating ass and sucking toes? Like, that that was kind of crazy. But the, Gi- the Giants fan kind of makes sense, though, because, you know, for a while, you know, now that their team is shitty, they don't talk as much shit, but. You know, for a while, a lot of Giants fans had a lot of things to say to, you know, Falcons fans. And I'm like, we don't yes. even play y'all. Like, we, we rarely play. Like, like, we'll see you next year. But we don't play y'all at this time when we were having these deep, heated discussions. Well, yes. you guys were having deep, deep discussions via the timeline. So it could be over a guy. Girls are catty. I'll tell you that. Well, and you know, you know who the girl is, right? The girls on Ooh. Twitter, they, they don't really date. She was just playing, which I found out later. The uh, Why You Mad, though, her? Oh, shout out to, uh, I think her name's Alicia or something. We went to college together. So the joke is, I think I introduced her to Falcon's Twitter. In yes, yes. So Tribbles, um, back so- in the day, she did. She introduced her to us. I think we both follow each other still. And she would interact, but she would always be talking shit. And so now she was talking all this shit, and now she don't talk to nobody in Falcon's Twitter but Josh. Hmm. Well, Josh <laughs> never denied any of these claims. So. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but then Josh rebutted, like, he said, TL, y'all are way smarter than that to believe Amber or her deceitful lies. 
she doesn't even shave her hairy ass back. Why would you trust someone like that? So I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot going on. So I mean, y'all might need to get couples therapy. We might pray for y'all. But well, I'm, yeah. a, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on the limb to defend Josh. The last thing that Why You Mad though um, was tweeting about. I think she either her current boyfriend or ex boyfriend is a Redskins fan. So I think she would have been open if he was a Falcons fan. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, Josh and Amber have always been like that. Since I've known them, going back and forth, hurling insults at each other. But yeah, apparently Josh uh, goes to uh, brothels in the Dominican Republic. So, oh, oh, oh wow! And the tea has been spilt, spilted. It like Jesus hey, Christ! Hey, it was on the TL, and he, <laughs> he he told me he told me that he would go back again. So, I mean, hey. did he want you to tell the whole world this? Or yeah, like? yeah. He, he he told me on the TL. So oh, okay. if anybody in the, in the like Dominican stock. Anyone in the Dominican is pregnant with Josh's baby right now. Hit me up. I need this tea. I need Josh to pass out and faint and so come back on TL, make one of them crying videos. I got a baby in the DR. So the first (laughs) first rule in brothels is you can't you cannot raw dog the 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 working women. That's that's wait. How do you know this? That's a no no. Yeah. Wait a minute. How do you know that? First of all, if you listen to my other podcast, community podcast, I'm a God fearing Christian man. I, I do not uh-huh. partake in those type of uh-huh. of those activities. I actually am uh, petitioning for Follies and Magic City to be shut down as we speak. So maybe build some churches in those those areas, prime prime real estate. So yes, the yes, church of should, stripping. You you should save Josh. You should save yourself for the the <laughs> sacred marriage bed. So shout shout out to y'all guys, but um. <laughs> Really, really quick, really, really, really quick. Saints. So this is going right. to be, bro. So I seen something on there. I know they're trying to clown us because we know we had a little debacle about Dan Quinn saying, kind of alluding that the fans need to be in their seats and be loud for the games. And I guess the Saints Twitter was trying to clown us, like, oh, y'all don't be in your seats. Again, we discussed that it's a brand new stadium. It's hella nice. People want to see shit. We get it. Great things in that stadium. But now I saw on Twitter that Saints fans are allegedly bribing, I'm sorry, Saints organization are bribing fans with towels and all kinds of shit so they can be in their seats at the beginning of the game and then be in their seats promptly at the start of the third quarter. Like, it's like fifth period after lunch or something like that. Like, bro, like... (laughs) Y'all gonna try to cloud us, but y'all like begging y'all's fans because y'all already know what it is. Like that's that's y'all are shook, like straight up. We understand we understand what's on on the stakes or shit. We understand the stakes are high for us also, but I think y'all know y'all don't got the juice. Like y'all 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 a little y'all a little shaky. I feel y'all a little scared right now. So why else would you go to those lengths? Like we understand Saint Saints Falcons games gonna be loud anyways. Like we already know what it is. So I think y'all a little bit shook. I, I think that. Regardless of how many of their fans have towels, they're going to use to wipe away the tears at the end of the game. As long as we go in there and start fast and get points on the board early to shut their fans up, it's not going to matter. So I know it's going to be a tough game. I think we're going to be a little bit more focused than we were against Tampa Bay. Hopefully, again, the play calling is slightly better. We're going to have a bit of a fuller uh, cupboard with uh, getting Levitri back and Coleman back. And I think Julio will be well rested because he's probably going to practice this week. So I think it's going to be a I don't think this is going to be a nail-biter. I think that we are going to, you know, step up to the challenge. Of course, Deion Jones will. He is the Saint killer. He always plays good in front of his hometown. So I think we'll I think we'll be fine. I think we'll really show up. 
And I'm going to predict us winning by 10 points. I'll give us 10 points. Don't don't bet based on my my predictions because I'm terrible at this. But not you know I think we I think we get it by ten points. I don't think it's gonna be a, a nail biter like this. I'm not gonna say it's gonna be easy ten points. I think maybe like towards the end we ice it with a field goal or something like that. It makes a two possession game. So that's what I got. Um, for me, so a quick reminder. So you guys go back to the game, uh, to the podcast right before the Cowboys game. I was the only one on the podcast that was giving great vibes to my Falcons team in which are now still in contention for the playoffs. So I just want to point that out. Um, so just going into this, going into the Saints game, um, for whatever reason, so as of Wednesday, I'm not really scared. This is Wednesday, so come tw- check my Twitter at, like, Sunday at 1230. Um, <laughs> but I think, uh, of course, I think they have the game plan in mind. Uh, luckily, we're inside on, on turf, so um, that should help us out with some of the tackling and getting the, the, the fundamentals together. Um, I expect a big game from Sanu. Um that's just my personal opinion. I think uh, to me, I claim this as Sanu's breakout year, kind of like, I mean, he had a great campaign last year. Don't get me wrong, but I really think he's going to show his true potential uh, leading on into this game and on to the playoffs. I won't give like a, I, I don't have like scores or numbers in my head, how the game's going to come out. I definitely see it a win because so much is on the line. Um, of course, if we win, we get into the playoffs. But also, if we win this game and we root for Carolina, unfortunately, to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we can take the Saints away um, from even winning the NFC Championship. So that would make Sunday night like the best day ever to be on Twitter because we control them for sweeping them, and then we control them for letting them know that they won nine straight games and did not win the NFC Championship. I mean, NFC South. So. Um, go Falcons and yeah, predict a win. I just don't know how it's going to come, but we'll, we'll definitely leave out of New Orleans safe and sound and with a W. Yeah. So I'm going to keep it a hundred for me. So I don't know if we're going to win out. I'm pretty sure we're going to win one of these games, either the Carolina game or the Saints game. And, um, since I'm going to the Carolina game, Um, I kind of hope we win that one. I don't want to go to that one and lose. So, you know, I, you know, if we win both, it's cool too. But I'm just saying, like, I want us to win the Carolina game more than this game because I'm going to be present. Don't hate me. I'm going to be present at the game and I don't want to be like, go out with a loss. You know what I'm saying? Anyways. uh, But there's so many things that you can do in the new stadium. It's not always a loss. Oh, here we go. Don't get those fools riled up about that damn stadium again. For cool. Last thing, I, I think if we beat the Saints, I, I think that we're going to really, really super lock in. And I think at home, again, we should have beat the Panthers the first line played them. Let's be, let's be, let's be real. We pretty yeah. much gave them that game. So, yeah, I think that that's one we could have stole on the road, but especially if we come off the high from beating the Saints and we know what's on the line in our house, in our stadium. I think that they will really rise to the occasion and get that done to get that uh to win division and really let these let these guys know that a we didn't have a Super Bowl hangover and that we are you know we run the NFC South so I think that's yeah. something that's really attainable so yeah but, uh, and I I think Free's also, gonna get like two touchdowns because he's on a vengeance from could, what's his name doing the chokes thing 
Oh, the choke shit. Yeah, that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Free may have a big game as well. Um, but also to the, I think it was the guy. I think he was a Colts fan too. He was on the show one day, and he was talking. No, he was a Green Bay uh, Packers fan. Yeah, what's up, Dex? Oh, yeah. Uh, Dex. Yeah, Dex, and I just continuously remember Dex telling me that it was a Super Bowl hangover. And I'm not. I I told you guys I never believed in. I never believed in that. I think the team that lost the game in the next season, they are just showing you the team that they always were, um, i.e. the Panthers. So mm. ooh, Shots fired. Yeah, the Panthers are a fraud team. I'm, I'm just not going to call back on that. But I just want to talk to Dexter. You know, let, let week 16 and 17 play themselves out. Um, you know, the playoffs are always a different story because everyone is now 0-0. One and done is the, the name of the game. So different beats come out during the playoffs. But – um, at the at the end of week seventeen, I would like to suggest that me and Dexter, um, you know, make a make an appearance on the podcast. We can have a friendly conversation about the Super Bowl hangover. Okay, I will. I will reach <laughs> out to Dexter. She said a, we will, a friendly we will, conversation. We will at him in this podcast. Yeah, have, have a <laughs> listen. Think that. So, but yeah, man, uh, that's all y'all got. This is uh, South Beach Seven Hundred Six Gift Queen and its Tribbles. Uh, Disturber Nation Report, the unofficial official podcast of Twitter. We out. Holla. Peace.